Hello and welcome back after a one week hiatus to the Turnbuckle Post. I'm Johnny Podcast, joined as always by Jesse the Body. Tonight we're going to delve into the mystery of the Zodiac. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is a wrestling podcast. Shit. Well, there was a wrestler named the Zodiac, so you're not too far off the mark. It was uh, Ed Leslie, wasn't it? Yeah, aka Brutus Beefcake, aka the Booty Man. I had to be AKA my favorite gimmick. The Disciple. Brother Brood Eye. <laughs> <Love it. laughs> oh, well, we solved it. All right. Well, good show. Yep. <laughs> well, uh, welcome back, guys. Uh, obviously, last last uh, time we recorded was our post all out. Uh, a lot of drama, a lot of yeah, just not not fun, not positive stuff that we normally talk about. Um, and uh, I just I kind of needed a little break after that. And, um, you know, I think, I think it's for the better. Uh, there's a lot of positive news that we can really focus on right now. Um, and, uh, and Jesse, uh, welcome back. I hope you're doing well. I uh, appreciate you uh, being flexible with me and uh, giving me some time to collect my thoughts. Uh, you doing okay with everything? Peachy. Okay. <laughs> it, feels like, <laughs> it feels like fall in the Midwest, so we're doing okay right now. Yeah, we had 92 degrees yesterday, 72 degrees today. That's uh, that's quite a jump. Yeah, I didn't. I don't know what happened, but I'm not going to complain about it. It is, it is amazing outside. So, um, as long as it doesn't get any colder, then we're fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm good with this for like the next, you know, the entire winter would be great. But, yeah. uh, you know, people didn't uh, listen for weather chat, I guess. So, um, <laughs> so basically today's show is going to be kind of, you know, as we've done in the past, loosey-goosey. Um, we have a few things we want to cover, but it's not going to be, we're not going to be super pressed for time. It probably won't go over the full hour or it might go the full hour, but it probably won't be an extended one like last time. Uh, I would think, right, Jesse? Yeah, I think most of this episode will be centered on Grand Slam. We had, uh, uh, something happened there. Um, yeah, a little more, you know, and, and as an aside, I mean, we talked about last time with CM Punk, um, mm-hmm. I just have to say this, man. I have to get this off my chest. Uh, you may not agree with it. People out there may not agree with it. But mm-hmm. his run in AEW was a flop. I'm just going to mm-hmm. come right out and say it. No no apologies made on this. It was a flop. Mm-hmm. And and I, I think that's sad that they put all their eggs in a basket with him. His two title reigns combined lasted less than a week due to injury yeah. and then due to the crap that was going on backstage. I just – I. I I don't see him coming back. I don't see him coming back to AEW. I don't see him coming back to WWE. Uh, he may possibly, from other the, of the lower chair promotions, may may get an opportunity. But I just don't see. I don't see Tony Khan. I'm glad that he, he finally put his foot down, and became a boss. I don't see him hmm. bringing Punk back because of all the all the crap that went down. I mean, that's just that's just my two cents on the whole situation. Yeah. I, I'm sorry if people don't agree with me on it, but that's just how. I, I so, saw it. Um, you know, I've I've not minced words about how I feel about Punk. Um, you know, I I'm disappointed in him, but I will not. I'm not going to abandon my fandom of his just because he did something that I dis, that disappointed me. However, um, I do agree um, with your point with the caveat that he should have never been champion at all. Um, I really enjoyed what he was doing prior to that. Prior to that, he was working with the young talent. He had an amazing dog collar match with uh, MJF. I actually just watched it uh, day before yesterday. 
um, for the first time. Uh, and, and it was great. I mean, and if, if he, if that was all he was there to do was that was be to elevate talent. Um, I think it would have been better off, but you know, they decided to push him the full way and it, it just completely backfired. And, and it, it's a guy that I think, you know, and we talked about this last week or two weeks ago, but like, I, I think he's just a guy that he, he thrives on finding unhappiness. Um, and as much as like, you know, as much as like drugs or alcohol or those things are addictive, so is having a negative perception and having a negative attitude. And I think he's one of those people. He gets that endorphin rush from being in the negative, you know, part of his personality. Excuse me. And, you know, no matter what the situation is, unless it's CM Punk wrestling, I don't think he's going to be happy. Well, and, 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 you know, and that's I, the thing, I, I watched that entire press interview, the whole uh, mm-hmm. afterwards. They did not mm-hmm. even ask him a question about Cole Cabana. He took that on his own to kind of go yeah. into business for himself, talk about it. I'm like, why are you talking about something that is not relevant to what you just did? No, table? I think, no, and I, I think, you know, I think he, when he got hurt originally, he sat at home and had some axes to grind. Uh, probably frustrated that he got hurt and came back and decided to, you know, just be a complete and total ass about it. Um, you know, and instead of, you know, instead of cutting him off at the knees, like probably Tony Khan should have done after he went and shot his mouth off on dynamite. Um, you know, Tony went ahead and, you know, kept him in the program for the world title, you know, went ahead and put the world title on him. And now John Moxley's got three reigns and, you know, they're diminishing returns on his, his reigns because he's basically, I mean, the, the, the rationale from what, uh, I mean, this is kind of getting ahead of myself for um, Grand Slam, but the rationale for not putting it on Brian Danielson was because they don't want to make him a transitional champion, which, yeah, that makes perfect sense, right? Because MJF, I mean, it's his time. Um, yeah. And, and. I get that part, but now Moxley's having diminished returns um, and you're hurting one of your other top stars. I will say um, I have really admired and appreciated the shows that they've put on for the last, whatever, three weeks, uh, you know, post elite suspension, post CM Punk suspension. Um, They have done a lot with less and um, you know, it's not, not not the ideal situation obviously it's the elite you want to have the elite there uh it's all elite wrestling you want to have the elite there but um you know they have done a great job of putting on an entertaining show without having to rely on any of those people um and it, it, was, it, was, their, to, it was their time to step up it was their time to step yeah. up oh, absolutely. Don't have these big guys you know so we're gonna and yeah. they show the hand let's just let's just do the talent they have they still have a great talent pool that, yeah. you know, let take let the guys take these gloves off and show, show you know, what they can do. I'm, you know, they're kind of following the the WWE formula where now under this new regime, we're getting more new fresh matchups. We're getting mm-hmm. people getting pushed that weren't before. And I think AEW yeah. is starting to do that. If they continue, continue to, they'll still be on, on the road to success. Yeah, no, I think it's, I mean, it's, it's a little bit of everything, right? I mean, you, you can't just push the same people at the top all the time. Um, and you know, you have to, you have to give people 
the opportunity, you know, more or less to have that top spot and to fail or to succeed. Um, and if you don't give them that chance, then they, you know, there's no reason to even have them on your roster. Um, not that everybody's, you know, ever going to be a, you know, a, a top tier, you know, main event talent. Um, you know, I don't think, you know, if Joey Janela was still there, I don't think he's going to be the, you know, your main event, but you know, it'd be good to give him a main event on an episode of dynamite to see how he does. Um, but he's not even there anymore. It was just the first name that came to mind. Um, but yeah, like I said, they, they have, they have a depth of talent. They have, you know, I think Adam Cole is, I, I, I assume he's still hurt. Um, but he hasn't been on TV since, you know, uh, fish and O'Reilly went out. And, uh, I mean, in, you know, the, uh, FTR hasn't wrestled on dynamite for the last couple of weeks. Like they, they have a lot of, they even have a lot of talent that they're not using. Um, which, you know, we talk about how that's a problem all the time, but in this situation, you know, it shows how deep they go that, that they're not having to rely on that. And they're, I mean, they're still pushing a lot of their, you know, their quote unquote homegrown talent. Um, you know, but obviously with, you know, the likes of the acclaimed and, um, you know, those types of guys and hooks getting, uh, a big feature, uh, bout on rampage, which is moving back to the nine o'clock hour this week. Uh, so they're going to have a two hour rampage that starts at 9 PM. It's the grand slam rampage. Um, but, uh, I mean, this still doesn't make it a whole lot better, but that's going um, head to head of a SmackDown, doesn't it? Yeah. The second hour SmackDown. Yep. Um, I don't think that was the intention. I think the intention was just to be able to get more eyes on it. Um, but, uh, but we'll see what happens with that. Um, but yeah, I, I, and I mean, I don't, we kind of diverged off of what we were talking about here, but, but yeah, I, I think, <clears throat> I think the elite will be back. I mean, I know there's been a lot of, there's been a lot of rumor and innuendo about them sending out feelers to WWE. And, and, and let me just say this, uh, they would be dumb not to, um, you know, it, it's a business. And if you are not getting the best deal possible, and you only have a finite amount of time that you're able to make, make your money. You've got to be able to, you know, you've got to make the best deal for yourself. And, and people don't just miss. It's like sports. You, you don't, most of the athletes that we know won't give a hometown discount. Um, you got to be willing to, to put yourself out there and be a business person first and get the best deal that you can get for yourself. Um, you know, before you can help anybody else. See, and, I, and I, I don't really see WWE picking up any homegrown AEW talent. I just don't see it. They have such a huge cadre of people that they can use. I think the people that are in AEW that are homegrown need to stay there, mm-hmm. need to build themselves up. I mm-hmm. mean, I don't know if there would be an interest in the Young Bucks or, or Kenny Omega or, or any of that. I just don't see wwe bringing in all this talent like aew has been doing with wwe um yeah i mean with the exception of cody Rhodes, and that's only because cody was a wwe guy before right no and and to be honest like uh i i know when they left new japan uh prior to the formation of all elite wrestling the three of them were offered uh at least multi-million dollar contracts by wwe now obviously we're talking about you know, different management, different leadership. Um, you know, Nick Khan wasn't there. So I don't know what that situation is. I don't know. And as you said, with Cody, 
Um, you know, I don't know what his influence is in the in the back, but um, you know, that could be another pipeline to get people to come come over. Um, but but like you said, you know, that was what three years ago that they got those offers. So I don't I don't know if it's substantially grown or substantially uh, you know, fallen off, but I mean they were offered, you know, very substantial contract. Right. Um, but to your point, I think Con will probably pay out the nose to keep these guys here, keep these guys in AEW. Um, so we'll just jump right in. I mean, Grand Slam, uh, Grand Slam was a pretty uneven show. Um, I thought there was a lot more, um, uh, unclean or dirty finishes than really needed to be uh i didn't like the acclaim i mean i like the acclaim winning but i didn't like them winning by having billy gunn interfere um if you want we can we can go through the matches match by match yeah i just don't have it in front of me do you you have it up yeah i do oh okay yeah we can we talk about match by match the the first match was actually um i actually watched this match. it was pretty good uh chris jericho against claudio Mm -hmm. castagnoli to many fans out there the former cesaro Yep. I thought it was a good match, about as good as I, I figured it would be with these two. I know they had a match in WWE before that was really good. And Chris Jericho actually uh, became the new Ring of Honor world champion. Now, I want to say this. They are now calling saying Jericho is the only one to have won four of the big titles. WWE, WCW, AEW, and ROH. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but if you don't have a TV deal... Those titles don't mean shit. They mean jack shit. And what I mean by that, him winning the ROH title is the equivalent of him winning the WCW title. It meant nothing because they don't have TV contracts. Now, it means something that he became an AEW champion, and it means something that he became a WWE champion. They have television. They have eyes on the product. But these other titles that are thrown in there, if people can't see what they're about, can't see television devoted to them, then they really don't mean anything. That's sorry. I, want, I just what kind of wanted to throw that out there. I don't know how you feel so, about that. Jumping off of your point, um, this is the rationale for putting that title on Jericho is the same reason he won the first AEW title is that he's a big star and they're likely close to a television deal. And he'll be the the centerpiece of whatever ROH does going forward. Um, that's, if that's the if that's the case. I mean, if that's, that's the case, yes. If not, it doesn't really make any sense. And and like I said last night, I don't think you know personally. I don't. They shouldn't be defending these titles right now with with no no show of its own. It just it just adds to the uh, oversaturation. Um, on a two-hour episode of Dynamite. Well, it's like when he won the WCW title. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. that's great, but WCW, it's out of business. That title mm-hmm. doesn't mean anything anymore. So mm-hmm. why are we – to me, his his world big championship time came when he won the WWE title, when he merged those two titles together. That, to right. me, said that he made it. He was a world champion, not when he became the WCW champion. Yeah. I mean – I'm I'm not gonna split hairs about it. It doesn't really matter to me either way. Um, you know, I I just think he was, you know, like I said, he was instrumental in in um, in the start of AEW, and I think he's gonna be that centerpiece again for Ring of Honor. 
you know, a, a name that is more familiar than most of the Ring of Honor talent that they've probably ever had go through those doors, to be quite honest. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's it, as long as there's a TV deal coming, I think it's a good move. Otherwise, I would have kept it on Claudio. But as I said, also, I probably wouldn't have these titles active right now uh, if it were my company and my decision. But it's not so. I hope the WWE should have kept the WCW titles active. I think when that when they didn't yeah. get the TV deal, they should have just closed it down and maybe renamed the WCW title the world title at that time. Of course, we didn't right. see it until 2002. It was still it was still WCW yeah. at that time. But yeah, I mean, I, yeah. if they're close to a TV deal, then I, I could see this. I mean, because Chris Jericho, yeah, he is he is a huge star. He's a worldwide name known known mm-hmm. the world, and so he'll give this title some credibility to start if, if, right. if they do get a television deal yeah no i mean and i i think it's just good business if, if that's the case but we don't i mean i think more remains to be seen um you know i, I would hope they wouldn't do it for a stupid youtube show um it doesn't seem like they're it doesn't seem like they're going for that uh, or they would have launched it already so, um, like I said, we're just we're just gonna have to be patient and see what happens. Uh, I, I'm sure there'll be more coming about it. They didn't acquire Ring of Honor to do nothing with it. So, um, yeah, and and definitely, uh, you know, I, I know WWE was going to split. Uh, I think it was the SmackDown was going to be WCW. Yeah, then... that, I think that was the plan. And then Vince, and you know, he he didn't want anything to do with the WCW name anymore and of course you know we saw what happened with Sting in 2015 when yeah he already proved he won it's like well why not have Sting win the match i mean you're not you're not doing any service to anybody by having Triple yeah. H match from what i understand that wasn't a Triple H decision that was a Vince decision he i think Triple H wanted to put over Sting but you know he wasn't yeah. he wasn't trying to create him at that time dude i saw i saw a tweet from an absolute knob last night and he was like Sting's just hurting his legacy in AEW. I was like, more than losing to Triple H in yeah. embarrassing fashion at WrestleMania or getting his neck broken by Seth Rollins? Like, yeah. how is that turn? I mean, you know, he's actually been, I mean, he's back to legendary status in a lot of people's minds because of some of the stuff he's been able to do. Um, but, I mean, not that it's been, you know, fantastic one way or the other, but it's definitely better than his run in uh, WWE. I mean, I don't think anybody can de- deny that. Um, uh, it was, his his run in WWE is bad. I mean, I don't know if yeah. the whole flame of his neck being broken can be put on Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins done that move plenty of times, but I don't right. think Sting was in the best shape at that point to be in WWE. I think he really got into yeah. good shape being an eight, and I think that's the difference is the fact that how in shape that he was. I don't mm. think WrestleMania went the way that. Even he thought it would. I, th- I thought he was a little disappointed with his WrestleMania debut on that. I mean, he did the best he could with it. Him and Trips yeah. both did, but Vince McMahon wouldn't let go of that. I don't know, man. I- I- I'm just glad he's gone. He's gone. That's all I got to say about that. Yeah, I, I think I, we're, we're, we're better off for it. Um, you know, like I said, you know, we can debate his, you know, his uh, contribution to professional wrestling until we're blue in the face and I mean, you're not no, you're not going to find anybody that goes. You know, he didn't have anything to do with it. Like, obviously, he has a big place, and I I read that he might go into the Hall of Fame next year. I don't know if he's still a little too nuclear heat to really do that, but 
but that's another discussion for another day. What was the next match, Jesse? I'm sorry, we got we got no, kind of off. No, it, it's fine. So as, as we said, Chris Jericho is is the Ring of Honor champion after that first match. Then we had a tag team match, Swerving Our Glory, uh, defending against the Acclaimed, mm-hmm. and um, I thought I thought it was it, it was a decent. It was their match at. Uh, the pay-per-view they I thought it was mm-hmm. I, I thought the right team went over I thought the acclaim should have went over at the pay-per-view and, and not here but yeah. they, they but they did go over and I think maybe Swerving Our Glory should possibly I think they could both be great single stars I don't think they need to be at a long-term tag team no I I kind of I, I don't see them as a package deal um you know I think for a for a super team, like they were a good formation for a while, and then and they could always come back together later on. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's better off for Keith. It's better off for Swerve if they're just doing their own thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and and like I said, I think the claim was the right choice. I mean, that crowd was eating up everything they were doing. Um, and like and and then really, my only disappointment was was like I said, it, it should have had a clean finish. Um, you know, it doesn't hurt swerve and keith to to lose to a better you know actual tag team um that's how these things work and and i i'm disappointed that excuse me i apologize i got the burps today um i'm disappointed that tony's gone away from that you know booking formula from early on in AEW. where not that wins and losses quote-unquote matter but you know they had a clean clean decisive finishes um, now we're at this point where it, it just feels like they're doing the same shit that WWE used to do. Um, well, well, to me, it seemed like, and I think this was more on the referee, they might as well just made this a tornado tag match because he ruled, he he disregarded basically every rule to tag team wrestling throughout mm-hmm. this entire match. That's about the only gripe I have about the match was the referee. Yeah. I think if they, if they made it a tornado tag rules match, it would have went a lot better. Yeah, probably. Yeah, they're, they're very loosey-goosey with their rules. So. Yeah, and, that, and that's been a problem with AEW tag team, that, at least tag team wrestling for a while. Mm-hmm. But I guess it, it just kind of depends on the referee. I just did not think he did a great, a great job in that match. The match itself was good, but I just think the refereeing could have been a little bit better. Yeah, no, I I think so too. too. And then I then there was an interruption where uh, MJF interrupted Wheeler Yuta. I didn't really get to see a whole lot. Did you, did you see this whole segment? Yeah, uh, basically it was uh, it it was pretty great. Um, MJF was pushing his buttons, um, and Wheeler Yuta was starting to kick his ass. But then uh, William Morrissey came out and and beat down Wheeler Yuta pretty good. Um, and it was basically just back and forth, uh, you know. And, and MJF took down uh, every member of the Blackpool Combat Club, uh, made fun of Mox because uh, they're obviously setting that up. Uh, said some stuff about Dan- Brian Danielson. I don't remember what it was. And then he, he alluded to William Regal abusing pills. Um, and that was the, that was the line that pushed you, uh, Wheeler over the edge. And, uh, and then, like I said, then William Morrissey came in and, and basically beat down with her Yuta at the end of it. There wasn't a whole lot to it. It was, you know, it was a normal MJF promo. I mean, just the same things that he normally does. Um, I, he did do something I think is going to get way over is, uh, he started to call his fans devil worshipers. Uh, since when he came back, he said he was the devil himself. Yeah. Uh, so I, I can see that being the next 
And, and by the way, if I was in high school right now, I probably would have gotten in trouble for yelling scissor me daddy ass at some point during a school day. <laughs> <laughs> with my friends a lot of us would have i don't think you're alone in that one yeah it's it's the uh it's the new millennium version of suck it um i think i feel like it maybe won't maybe it won't catch on in that in that big of a um you know worldwide phenomenon but but it, it definitely has that kind of energy um but anyway yeah it, it was just a typical mjf promo um not really much else to go along with it i, I maybe they'll have a singles match later on well, what I noticed uh, is that MJF just is – he's getting over huge. I think him mm-hmm. going away for a while is good for him. Yeah. Obviously, he's, I, he is – I'm going to go on record and say now he will be the next world champion. I mean, and it'll be yeah. against – it's not going to be against Punk like we all had hoped that it would. But right. I think Moxley would have been a good – I think Brian Danielson would have been a good, a good one to put him over for sure. I think – I mean, Brian yeah. Danielson could have a good matchup with anybody. Yeah, I absolutely. Think for his first world title win, it would have been great to see – Brian Danielson, but I know why. You know, I understand why they went back back to Mox. It probably yeah. he probably never should have lost that lost that title to begin with when he started the whole program with Punk. It kind of feels that way, yeah. And then you know the um oh crap, what was I going to say? And then you know I I I look forward to it coming full circle and and let's have him Wardlow and MJF again. Um, that first match was was not good, um, and I think. You know they'll actually be given the time and the opportunity to actually tell a story this time. It was a and, it was just a squash match was all that it was. I mean, yeah, all he did was powerball him. Yeah. I mean, we we it was the first match on the show. We were trying to get logged on to with the Bleacher Report. As soon as we got in, it wasn't even five minutes. It was over. Yeah. It's like really. <laughs> yeah, I was I was pissed, but but yeah, it, you know it it all worked out for the better. Um, you know, MJF yeah. got got more money out of the deal, and and he's going to be you know the most prized free agent of twenty twenty four still. Um, and, and then, you know, it, it's, it, his time away, like you said, absence makes the heart grow fonder. I mean, it's not a cliche unless or it's a cliche, but it's true because that's what happens. Um, so, you know, him being away only helped to, to drive that appeal and that want for, you know, that, that need from the fans to see him again. Um, and, and especially with a guy like Punk leaving, I mean, whether, you know, whether you love him or hate him, you definitely have some kind of emotion tied to him. Yeah. Um, and to have MJF come in, you know, come back at the perfect time to be that same type of lightning rod, um, you know, really kept AEW from falling off like it could have. Um, you know, I'm not going to put it all on him, but, but I think, you know, him being there, being that, that, person you either love him to death or you want to see him get the shit beat out of him um and he's the reason you watch every week uh and and that's you know that speaks to his talent and that speaks to what he's you know what he brings to the table um. and then we had uh orange cassidy against uh Pac. i thought this was just uh a basic match nothing really i think i think orange cassidy is is a very unique talent with the way i mean i've never seen a man do a kip up with his hands in his pant with his hands in his pant pocket that that's pretty talented because you, <laughs> you made him sound like al bundy for a minute huh <laughs> you made him sound like al bundy for a second that's why i said pants pockets <laughs> but you know you basically when the rest was they use their arms to give him that extra oomph to be able to do the kip up and, and he didn't need to do yeah. i think that's pretty you know pretty unique for him to be able to do that yeah uh, i think he's a unique wrestler it just uh just felt like an average match to me 
Yeah, I think I mean I've seen these guys. Uh I bought the pay per view where they faced Kenny Omega in a three way for the for the world title. Um, you know, they're great. They're both great workers. Um uh, maybe they don't necessarily have the right chemistry together. Um Pac is very much a you know, in your face, you know, brutal, brutal offense. Um, and you know, Orange is obviously a you know Basically, a slacker is, is his is his character. Um, so I, I, it's kind of a you know a dichotomy of, of attitudes and styles, and doesn't really mix very well. It's not like when you put Pac and like Kenny Omega together, uh, where it's just a work rate match that like you've never seen before. But but to your point, yeah, I mean Orange does some things that are just unbelievable. Um, you know he's he's definitely a comedic wrestler, but, but he has more talent than most of those guys do. Uh, most of those guys. Cause it's funny. Uh, it, it's. There will be no slander um, here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next match was for the AEW. They're still calling it the interim. I wish they wouldn't. I wish they get rid of that word. Uh, but the yeah. basically the AEW women's title with Tony Storm against Serena Deeb against Dr. Britt Baker and then against uh, Athena. Mm-hmm. Great group of talent there with all those uh, all those women. Uh, just an average women's match. Again, this is just AEW. Just doesn't seem like there was really no story going into the match. And this is this really thing with AEW that I see. They really have no stories with anything except Jade Cargill. They're going on. She's still undefeated. That's the only real story they have going on right now. Tony Storm, she's not setting the world on fire as champion, and I don't think that's any fault of hers. They just don't really have that anything that interesting for her. I don't know if you agree with me on that or not, but no, I, I think so. I think I mean the only like you said, Jade, and then this Brit Jamie Hader thing, which looks like they're cool, looks like they're cooling on it again. Um, are really the only two storylines that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, and like you said, you know, it's, it's, it sucks because, you know, there's a lot of talented women there. There's, yeah. you know, and there's TV time for it. And, and, and really um, we'll just skip to the end because now there's even more talent in the women's division um, with Soraya coming out after the match was over, formerly known as Paige. Um we don't know for sure if she work if she's going to wrestle yet or not. I assume she is, uh, just because she couldn't get cleared by WWE, but she will be able to get cleared with a less corporate structure. Um, and but, that uh, may be a good or a bad thing. I mean, yeah, <laughs> WWE they're, when they're not wanting to release talent due to to the neck, there's a very solid reason for that. Yeah, maybe hers was you know they cleared Edge after nine years. They cleared Daniel Bryan after four or five years mm. i think soraya just got to the point where she all right i i, I want to get out there and see if i can still do this i mean she was right women's division if they want to push the women's division again if they don't do anything with it this debut means nothing it's no, just I'm another not. woman to add to the roster to put on their youtube shows or dark or whatever or just give throw them out there and not give them a meaningful storyline hopefully with her coming on board she's seen she was seen as a, as a leader before. She's the anti diva. She broke mm. down a lot of barriers. So I'm I'm hoping that they really start to take the women's division a little more seriously by bringing her on board. And it wasn't just another ex WWE signing. 
yeah, I think it's all going to be, you know, um, it's all going to be however, you know, however, however she's used. Um, you know, it, it could definitely, I mean, I, I hope for the best, but I haven't been, I don't have a lot of faith in their ability to, you know, consistently push the women. Um, and, and as much as I love Britt Baker, they have to have storylines for women that are not named Britt Baker. And, yeah. you know, and they have not consistently done that either. Um, I'm not saying they haven't done it at all, but, but, uh, but they, they definitely can do a, a lot better job. There's a lot of room for improvement, as uh, I could politically correctly say. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but uh, Tony Storm won the match by reversing a roll-up from Britt Baker. Uh, I thought it was kind of a lazy finish um, and not really – all that inspiring. Athena pulled out some amazing moves. Uh, I don't. Did you Did you watch that one, Jesse? Yeah, I did. Yeah, she had. Uh, uh, she picked up two women at the same time and slammed them. Even though one of them, she landed on somebody's head. But uh, but uh, I mean, and that looked kind of rough. But but she did. She pulled out some stuff I hadn't seen before. Um, once again, she's incredibly talented. It's just I, I don't. I guess it's just a charisma thing with her. Um, I, I, I have no idea. I, I really don't get how this how this woman hasn't gotten over. Um, maybe it's just a, a mix of different things. But um, but like I said, you know, with the women, I thought it was an uninspired finish, but it was a it was a decent match for what it was. But um, but yeah, and, and then the bigger news was after it. So well, completely... I, but I think too when she slammed those two women at the same time. Might have been a bad idea because she might have crushed Baker's nose. It looked like there was a possible yeah. crush nose for Brett Baker. So again, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. She no, has I... really, she has really cooled off from where she was, man. I mean, I don't know what yeah. they need to do to kind of freshen her up, but Brett is no longer the. I don't, I don't know what 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 it is that's that's been. Done. Maybe it's the injuries, or maybe it was. You know, after she lost the title, that that was the the spark gone. I, I'm not really sure what it what it is. Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, the way I see it, the way I look at it, um, you know, and I've talked about being a fan of hers, but you know, they brought her in. She was the first woman signed. You know, she was uh, you know goody goody two shoes baby face, um, and then the heel turn came and it freshened her up, and she, you know she caught on and she you know, started doing different stuff and, and growing and growing as a heel. And then she just went into autopilot or was told to go into autopilot and just did the same shit every week. Um, she hasn't changed her game significantly. She hasn't changed her approach at all. It's literally the same shit every feud, every week. Um, it's it's definitely where at the point where she needs she just needs either to go away for a little bit or to to do some kind of refresh um but but yeah definitely something is needed there uh and and they're they're not better for having her you know just be on autopilot they need they really need to you know get her something to sink her teeth into and to inspire her to to really up her game um to to elaborate on your point a little bit i guess and then we get to the uh, the final match of the night was for the, the – I'm glad they're not calling it the interim. It was for the AEW championship. Uh, John Moxley uh, defeating Brian Danielson and what 
is was a great match. I mean, Daniel Bryan, he he never disappoints, no matter who he's in there with. Mm-hmm. And I and I think him being in there with Moxley made the match better. I think it made it made uh, Mox look better as champion, and then you know the show of respect from Daniel. Uh, mm-hmm. I just I, I just think it was a it was a great world title match. They these two really went out and delivered. I thought. Yeah. No. I um. I, I honestly, you know, I know. I know Cornette has like a lot of praise for Brian Danielson, but but like a lot of vitriol for um, John Moxley. I, I just don't see it. Um, I think they're two of the absolute tip top best all around professional wrestlers in the world today. I would put them up against just about anybody um, and feel like, you know, they would be, they would win on style points. Um, you know, they're both good talkers. They're both amazing wrestlers. They can both brawl. They can both do, you know, anything that you put in front of them, they're going to give it their best effort. Um, that's, and then, and that's the other thing that I love about both of them. Um, you know, those two and Cody, they have that, you know, I'm just going to make this work because I'm that damn good. Um, and like I said, you know, they had a brutal match, another brutal match between the two of them. Uh, thankfully, nobody bled this time. And yeah. uh, um, and Moxley uh, choked him out. And, you know, that's not what you expect to see from uh, Brian Danielson. But uh, it was a nice, refreshing, clean finish. And we have a new AEW world champion for the time being. Um, you know, I think we probably get MJF Moxley too at uh, full gear, I believe. Um, maybe Revolution. I, I can't remember which one's which. Um, and I think we, we're going to get whoever wins the golden ticket battle royal on Friday. We'll have a dynamite main event with uh, Moxley before then. But, um, but yeah, I, I thought it was a good end to the show. Uh, and like I said, it was, it was kind of up and down. Um, I, definitely a lot of things could have went differently. But like, as I said, uh, the show overall has been pretty solid for the last few weeks. Uh, I think not having Punk, not having the Young Bucks, not having all this stuff they have to wedge in every week has really kind of helped freshen up the product a little bit. Um, obviously, a lot of a lot of points that still need to be sanded down and smoothed out, but um, but I think you know I think they're finding finding a rhythm again, and uh, you know we'll continue to you know watch them grow. So. Yeah, I mean, and as, you know, Tony Khan keeps pushing these shows, these big shows, must see. Mm-hmm. There wasn't really anything must see. I mean, there wasn't really anything groundbreaking. The matches yeah. were fantastic, like you would expect, but right. they didn't really go out of the norm to make this. It just felt like another episode of Dynamite. Well, you had, you, yeah. you had one debut with Soraya, and that was that was pretty much pretty much it. But it just felt like a like a more more wrestling fit folk, uh, wrestling based show for for Dynamite than anything that really made it feel special. Right. You know what I mean? Right, and you know, I'm a big proponent of less is more, and I'm a big proponent of you know, understanding the, the implications that your words can have. Right. So right. if every couple of weeks, he's like, Oh, this is going to be a huge show. By definition, you're saying the last two weeks didn't matter at all. We don't give a fuck all about the last two weeks. So yeah. if you miss those or what there was, you know, it was a shit show. Anyway, you, you can't hype up one and then, and then unhype, you know, and then not give that same energy and effort to the next. And, you know, as much as it's fun to have these, you know, surprise debuts, 
that does not do shit for your bottom number. No. You know, there has to be, there needs to be someone that's a huge free agent that, you know, is coming in and, and they say who it is and they're going to be there and you got to see what they got to say live. You can't do this impact bullshit every week where, oh my God, what's Soraya doing in the impact zone? Like, you can't do that shit every week because eventually it doesn't matter. Nobody gives a gives a damn. Right. Um, so, you know, they need to get into doing vignettes. They need to do, you know, they need to have, you know, you know, like WWE does, you know, use your free press to, to get the word out there. Oh, you know, they're expecting to announce, I don't even give a shit who, uh, the Hurricanes signing with AEW. And, you know, the hurricane is going to be on the show. Watch what happens live. Like, that is the reason to watch. But just going, oh, something big's going to happen. Like, okay, so now you're saying these other episodes that I sat here and watched, I just sat here and watched them like an asshole because nothing big happened on them. Right. Um, <laughs> so, you know, he just, the man is, I, I, I appreciate him. Uh, I appreciate him as a, as a wrestling fan. Um, you know, I appreciate that, you know, he's, his father is very successful in business. Um, but I don't think he could fend for himself if he had to, um, because he's just showing an ineptitude of on, on multiple fronts. And, you know, like I said, he's, he seems like a great guy, um, you know, salted the earth type of person, but, but yeah, just the, just completely inept when it comes to making, well, you know, strategic business decisions. One this, thing I want to bring decision. up too is that I guess he had made a tweet about. He's another one who needs to stay off Twitter, but about you know New York being being the mecca, they're not going to go overseas for that Saudi bullshit or whatever. It's like, dude, yeah. WWE's been running the New York market since before you were born. And as far yeah. as doing the Saudi stuff, all kinds of people do do business with Saudi Arabia. I mean, it's not uh, nobody no, in the right mind thinks Logan Paul is going to beat Roman Reigns at, at Crown Jewel. Under the old regime, that might have happened, but I don't think Triple H is stupid enough to let that happen. No, I it's don't something think so that either. the Prince of Saudi Arabia wanted. He knows yeah. having this YouTube star Logan Paul is going to give publicity, right, for Saudi Arabia. I mean that that that's what he was wanting. That's yeah. why they booked this match. It was simply to pacify the Prince, who was paying them a god awful amount of amount of money yeah. to perform over there. Yeah. Let me let me just put it this way. I mean, we've talked about this before, um, you know. And I don't I don't really want to care to parse into it again too much, but uh, like I said, definitely the dude probably should stay off Twitter. Absolutely, uh, he won my dumbass tweet of the year um, <laughs> that when we did our awards earlier. Um, so if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen. But um, <clears throat> but at the same time. Um, I don't hate the Saudi shows, um, but the timing of when they announced that deal was nothing short of absolutely terrible. Um, you know, the journal uh, journalists had just been murdered over there. There was a cover-up going on, a lot of crooked shit going on. Yeah. Um, it was a terrible, terrible time to announce that deal. And now, and now they're stuck. Because they've yeah. signed a deal. It was under the old right. Vince McMahon regime, but now they can't, right. you know. Right. If they would have just, I mean, if it, if it happened, you know, if they say, oh, we signed a deal to go to Saudi, nobody would give a damn. But because it happened after a journalist was murdered, 
um, because of all the controversy around that. And I, I'm not going to get into it because I can't really speak about it intelligently. I don't really have all the facts. But, right. But because of the timing of it, it has had a stain on it since day one. Otherwise, nobody would have gave a damn. Um, you know, the World Cup is going to be in Qatar this year. Um, you know, that's another country that has those, you know, those uh, types of policies towards women and homosexuals and people like that. Um, you know, <clears throat> and then um, I forgot what I was going to say. But 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 I think, you know, I also I think that WWE can be a signal for change. Um, like I said, more and more women are on these shows. Um, and we see, and I'm not saying it's because of WWE, but I don't know if you've seen on the news, you know, women were in the streets burning their, their head dressings, uh, in Iran to, to protest the way that they've been treated, they've been treated. Um, so I think, I think, I think that's great to see, man. I think, yeah. I think that's, that is awesome that yeah. these women are feeling empowered to, to do that because it's like united we stand, you know, how, how are you going to take down all of us? Right, exactly. And it's, um. And I'm not saying that, it's, that, that that's because of WWE at all, but but man, that that takes real, real, real fucking courage. Um, you know, we like to think that no matter how you align politically or whatever here, that you you know, oh, we're we're doing such a big thing by protesting. In all likelihood, you're not going to get murdered for protesting. Um, the what those women are doing in Iran right now is they're putting their own life in their hands. Um, I, it's just the amount of courage and the amount of, you know, intestinal fortitude that that takes is just, just amazing. Um, and, and it's the fact that it's, it, it's not one or two women doing it. It's, it's thousands of them, hundreds of them doing it. Yeah. It's like, they're not going to murder all their women. I mean, what? No, 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 but, you know, <laughs> no, but, you know, like I said, it's still a dangerous situation. I mean, yeah. um, you know, but, but. If they that's could make the a couple of examples out of them. They're not going to murder them all, but they could. Yeah, right. And I mean, and we've seen the changes in Saudi after you know. And I'm not once again not saying because of WWE at all, but but you can see how you know how these things are changing and evolving. And you know, I think women are allowed to drive in Saudi now. Um, you know, I think they're allowed to go to the the shows like the WWE shows. Um, so, yeah, I, I think, you know, I'm, a, I'm of two minds about it. And I try to be, I don't want to say, I don't want to say sit on the fence, but I try to be as fair about my opinion about everything as I can. Um, and I think, like I said, the timing of it was god awful. Otherwise, nobody would have gave a damn about it. Um, but now, but now they're kind of stuck doing it at least twice a year. Yeah. I think once this deal is up, I don't know unless conditions improve and Saudi. I don't know if they would do this deal again. Like I said, this was under a, an old regime that had this contract. They can't just break it. But yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I just some of the Saudi, the, the last Saudi show they did was actually very good. Some of them have been piss poor, but the last one they did with that, uh, the elimination chamber. Yeah. Well that, and then the steel cage match between edge and Seth Rollins was fucking phenomenal. Oh yeah. That one was good too. Yeah. yeah. So no, but, and, and Oh, go ahead. And and the fact that WWE is getting back to being more of a global, uh, you know, global product, in addition to going to Saudi, is helping that perception too. I think, you know, yeah, that they're going to be doing more shows in England. I think they want to do a WrestleMania in England. That's been uh, or in the UK. That's been discussed. 
That'd be cool. That'd be fantastic. They've already done yeah. a SummerSlam there. Do a WrestleMania yeah. there. Yeah, I think that would be really cool. Um, uh, I know another thing we want to touch on was Survivor Series. Uh, th- this year will be different. Um, I'm glad to hear that Triple H is making it more storyline focused instead of just being yeah. raw against SmackDown. He's he's making storylines are going into it makes sense that it's not just a throwaway pay per view, and that they're bringing the war games matches, men's and women's, into Survivor Series. Yeah, and, and you know, you asked me the question in our private conversation. What does that mean for NXT? Um, I, you know, I would hope that we still get the war games with NXT, but but I, that might be the end of it. Uh, maybe we'll get traditional Survivor Series matches on on NXT. Um, but like you said, you know, the end, the ending of the arbitrary, oh, it's November, Raw has to hate SmackDown now. Yeah. Like, like the, the end of the, <laughs> is, it's, it couldn't have came soon enough. Um, it, it's just that, that, it, it, you know, when they had bragging rights, it was stupid. Um, you know, and, and, you know, as much as I love Survivor Series, it, it was just absolutely asinine every year. They're like, oh, oh, the leaves are changing. It's time to hate SmackDown. Yeah, it's like whatever storylines they had, they tried to mold them into what would be Raw versus SmackDown, but it made no sense. I'm, I, you know, mm-hmm. I'm glad that they're like, okay, well, the storyline has to make sense. We're not doing the Raw versus SmackDown crap anymore. It's, yeah, well, you know, what, what can we do to advance storylines, which is what it always should have been about. And I think, I think, yeah. you know, bringing the War Games to that national stage. Or once was in the NWA. I think it's a it's a fantastic idea to get that to get that concept over to for many people that didn't watch NXT War Games to now see it on on yeah. the main stage. Yeah, I just uh, I, I honestly I wish Cody would be healthy enough by then to be part of it. Um, but I'm sure he'll probably get you know his opportunity in the future. Uh, I, I just know that that meant a lot to him as part of his like legacy. Uh, I'm, I'm penciling I'm penciling this in now. I think he'll be the Royal Rumble winner. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I mean, it's still the timetables are kind of murky on when he's going to be back, but but um, but I, I think I think I think he's the, the odds-on favorite to be sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, like I, I'm excited to see like the legacy people, people that have you know had family that have been in war games before, you know, like the Charlotte Flares or the Cody's or um, hell, even maybe Randy Orton if he's back by then, um, you know. To, to be able to be, take part of that, I think, is going to be fun for everybody. And it's really going to, you know, bring some eyes to some classic wrestling, too. Is people are going to, you know, go back and look at the, you know, the old War Games matches um, and see some really badass wrestling. Um, I, I like I like the blood and guts, quote unquote, from AEW. But, but you know, it, it's there's something special about, you know, the, the literal actual War Games. Yeah. Um, so. Also, um, NXT is now rebranding. I think they've realized that the neon crap that we've seen that reminds me of Batman and Robin, the movie from <laughs> 1996, it did not work. They celebrated the one-year anniversary, but I think there's a way of saying we made a mistake with this. Vince McMahon is no longer here. We're changing this back to – I think they're going to bring in a little of the old and kind of brand it with the new because it's not going to be black and gold. It seems like it's going to be black, white, and gold. We yeah. saw some of the logo. This they've already taped two weeks worth of shows because I think they're rebranding the PC to match this new, this new era of, of, of NXT that we're going to see. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm like I, I'm, I'm excited about it mainly just from an aesthetic standpoint. 
same point. Um, I didn't, I didn't necessarily hate 2.0. Um, I, I would prefer, you know, I would prefer to see NXT go back to less, I mean, still storyline driven, but more like the original NXT, but I, I don't think we're going to see that. I think there's going to be a mix of, of all kinds of different talent. We have all those people coming in on NIL deals. Um, you have, you know, they'll probably, you know, start signing any town again, I would imagine. Um, and then, you know, obviously, like I said, the people, you know, you're bringing in to go through the PC, that's the whole purpose of it. Um, so I think, I think we're going to get a little mix of both. We're going to get a little mix of sports entertainment. We're going to get a little mix of classic NXT wrestling. Um, and you know, Shawn Michaels is in charge with it and I'm excited to see what he does with it. Yeah, I mean it's 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 the right thing thing to do it. Yeah. I mean that's the the neon thing. I I, I stuck with NXT just because I've been watching it from the beginning and and I, I didn't expect this change to happen, but I'm glad that I did because now at least I'll still be familiar with the talent that's on there. Yeah, I like some of the cross branding they like to do. You know, I mean even though Sobel Sokoa had to give up the North American title, he still defended it on SmackDown. That that yeah. brings eyes to NXT. That's like okay, this is an NXT title. See what see what they're doing over there. Yeah, and I mean they've already announced the the North American uh, ladder match for Halloween Havoc, so we already got at least one thing to look forward to on that show. Um, you know, which uh, I think it's on a Saturday this year. Um, it's they're not going to do it on a Tuesday like normal or on, on a on a normal NXT night on a Tuesday. Um, so I think that'll, that'll make that'll it make even it more, special. Feel more special. Yeah, I think it's on October 22nd, if I if I remember right. But, um, yeah, so a lot of lot of stuff to be excited about. Jesse, let's take a real quick break, and then we won't have to rush to finish the show here. Okay, um, that sounds good. All right, man, I'll call you right back. Okay. All right, we are back. We stretched our legs, and we're ready to talk a little more wrestling and finish out our show. Where do you want to pick up, Jesse? Well, we talked about NXT. I want to talk about Raw a little bit. Uh, this show still, under the new regime, is still delivering every week. I think they found mm-hmm. the the routine that works. They're giving – this past week only had five matches on Raw, but they mm-hmm. all got time. They all told mm-hmm. great stories. No match felt like it didn't belong. I just think the way that they've been – the way Triple H has been doing this, man, it's just been fantastic to see. Yeah, and, and um, you know, the show actually performed very well against a doubleheader from Monday Night Football, which is not typically the case. Um, so I think that means, you know, they've gained – they've got people back on the product and they haven't left. Um, and they haven't left for football season, which is a which is a big thing for WWE because it's an annual competition. Yeah. Um, so – um, so I think that's good, and like you said, I mean, it was, I, I saw some of it. I didn't get to watch all of it yet, um, but it but it was a very good show from what I saw. Excuse me, I like the excuse me, I like the pairing of Kevin Owens and Johnny Gargano. I think they're going to be fun to watch. Uh, I mean, obviously it's just temporary, but uh, obviously the the Loomis and Miz stuff continues to be really really entertaining. Um, you know, like you said, they just they, – they don't have a whole – like, there's not, like, 18 storylines going on, but all of them are being given time. They're having matches to, to develop feuds, and they're they're not really um, – they're not just having endless rematches either. Um, you know, there's there's purpose to everything that they're doing, and it, it, it makes it feel like a more important show. 
Um, whereas is, in the past, amazing to me that the last show before Triple H took over, I'm thinking, why am I still watching this? It's like I just want to hit fast forward. It was so yeah. boring and mundane to watch, and then yeah. he takes over, and boom, my interest is automatically sparked back again. Yeah, well, I mean, and I think, <clears throat> I think part of it is, yeah, I mean, definitely he is. He is improving. He is changing things for the better. I, I'm not going to doubt that. I'm not going to deny that at all. Um, I will say I think part of it is perception, too. Um, you know, there might be some things that, you know, if they'd done it under Vince McMahon's regime, we probably would have been more critical about. Um, but but now that but now that it's under Triple H's regime, we're, we're willing to give it more of a second chance. Um, so... But, but, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. I think it's just, it's just human nature. It's, um, you know, when there's, when there's a change, we want to, we want to perceive that change. Um, so it, it's like when a restaurant has an under new management sign out and you're like, oh, let's give it another shot. You know, it yeah. used to suck, but you know, uh, you know, we don't know who the new manager is. We don't know who the old one was, but you know, it, it changes your perception. So um, yeah, it, 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 it just it just feels like a completely different show. I love the fact that they they have longer matches. They're utilizing their time. I think that's one thing that's made a big difference. You know, we're always yeah. sometimes would have two three minute matches. What for, with a commercial break, no less. And it's yeah. like, what the hell? What for? And now they're they're really utilizing the time better to give these performers just time, time, time yeah. to tell great stories and, and have great matches. That's another big change that I've seen is that they're just getting time. You're getting 14, 15 minute matches for almost every match <laughs> because yeah. they have three hours to fill and they're using that time well. No, and, and in a really positive way, um, you know, what I've seen of it and what I've, what I've been able to, to watch um, reminds me a lot of, you know, early Triple H NXT um, and the fact that he could put together a compelling product with an hour um, and now you're giving him three. He's using every bit of that to tell stories, to advance feuds, to help elevate talent. Um, he uh, he's going to be a great mind for this business. Uh, I mean, he already is, but he's the type of person that they needed all along. Is is just someone that has that you know enough wrestling knowledge, but no skin in the game to be able to you know make these things work as far as you know, you have these elaborate storylines, but you also have it play out in the ring. Um, and I think he was the perfect person for that to for that to work out with. And he, and even SmackDown, they're only a two hour show, and they're still mm -hmm. they're they're not doing short matches either. They're doing mm -hmm. some some great. You know, we're getting more like Ricochet. Man. I'm, I'm I'm seeing that he's starting to get a little bit more of a push. We're starting to see more of him, which was which yeah. was great. He he was utilized great in NXT, and I'm glad to see that they're starting to use him a little bit better. On SmackDown because I think he's he's a guy that that deserves it. Sami Zayn is getting over this storyline is putting him over huge. When oh, he yeah. breaks away from the bloodline becomes a face. It's it's going to be it's going to be massive. I mean they're doing yeah. great storyline building with him and they're not rushing it. No, I mean he's going to be probably I, I would imagine the number two baby face. I don't see him overtaking Drew, but he's going to be one of those top baby faces on SmackDown. Um, and it's. It's going to be great. I just saw they released a shirt. Um, you know, they have the bloodline. You know, they have all this bloodline stuff. Now they have one that says honorary Oos. 
and it has an <laughs> SZ on it. I was like, that is freaking hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, it's it, it's great. And it, I think we're all waiting for that other shoe to drop. And when it does, it's going to be it's going to be really rewarding. Uh, Sammy's going to heal like, for a long like time. They're taking their time. They're not. Rushing. Oh, yeah. They are no. taking their time with it and lo- letting it letting it build. So. Mm-hmm. And that's I mean, that's really what what we crave and what we love about, I mean, I I speak for myself, I guess, but I I love, I don't want, I don't want a resolution in two weeks. Like I want a nice layered, long storyline. You know, sometimes it can go too long, but, but this is the type of thing where it's like, you just, just little by little, you see those wheels turning and you kind of know, you kind of know what's coming, but you don't know when it's going to happen and you don't know how it's going to happen. And, you know, it's like when Sean turned on Marty, like they just kind of turned those screws just a little bit at a time. Yeah. And then, you know, you had that giant blow up, you know, where he kicked him through the or when Marty tried to escape through the plate glass window. (laughs) That's still the best commentary, Bobby. You see that? He tried to run through that window. (laughs) Bobby Heenan is a national treasure. I will have no I will have no argument. To the contrary, yeah, <laughs> that was a, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah that's that. the thing. I mean, that, I think the good storylines are the ones that run enough to where, if they start to a little bit lose some steam, if people are like, okay, then that's when they should pull the trigger. Yeah, and I think yeah, they're doing that. I think people are still excited for it. They're still liking it because Sami Zayn is so entertaining. Doing it, oh, I yeah. think it's better than the conspiracy stuff he was doing under the McMahon regime. They're actually letting his personality show. Uh, they're teasing, you know, a Kevin Owens reunion, which I still think they'll be the ones to take the titles off the Usos. But, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, maybe a WrestleMania match would be great. But yeah, I, I just think they're, you know, they're doing all the right things. And then on top of that, SmackDown this week, even though they're going an hour head to head with Rampage, they've teased something. At 9.23 p.m. And the rumors are that it could be Bray Wyatt making his return. Yeah, I don't so, know if that's what it is. But... Yeah. Go ahead. So, evid- evid- I was just going to say, evidently, there's, a, there's been, they've been playing White Rabbit um, in, the, in the theater, or in the theater, in the are- in arenas when they're uh, having shows. Um, and then this last Monday, they had a QR code that somebody held up. And it, it when you scanned it, it said... September whatever Friday is September twenty third, and I didn't know about the nine twenty or the nine twenty three p.m. thing. Yeah, um, it was nine twenty three so, oh. at nine twenty three. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Duh. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it, it's heavily rumored. I've seen there was a the. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm losing my train of thought here. The artist that worked on uh, the fiend mask that helped develop that. Uh, put out a concept for a rabbit mask um so i don't know if he's coming back as a different character and an amalgam of different characters um but i i heavily think that you know we're gonna see a bray wyatt return Um, they're talking about going like a and this could work because it worked before about doing like a three faces of foley type gimmick like what he used to do when he used to go between mankind cactus jack and new love where bray wyatt would go between you know the the Yowie Wowie and, and the occult leader and then the fiend. We yeah. could do it all and people would accept it because they, they all we all know it's Bray Wyatt. Yeah. I would hope um you know, I hope they don't play it up for laughs. That's that would be my only right. 
that would be my only caveat to that. Um, but we've seen how that can be done with a more serious tone. Uh, if you look at what Jericho's done um, in AEW, he's been the pain maker. He's been the, uh, he's gone back to Lion Tamer, Chris Jericho. Um, he's been all of the dipshit nicknames he's given himself, uh, the wizard and all that, all that nonsense. But, um, you know, I think, I think you can do that as a serious thing. Uh, I just, like I said, I don't want to see Bray become a comedy character. Um, Mick Foley did it when he was dude love. He, he, he threw himself yeah. into that dude love when it was Cactus Jack. His, yeah. When he became, went back to mankind, he was mankind and people yeah. believed it because of the way he was. Oh. So it's up to, it's up to Wyndham Rotunda, you know, who is Bray Wyatt. It's up to him to be able to make those personality shifts and make people believe it. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, I could. I could potentially see him and Braun reuniting um, or him and Alexa reuniting. They're not really – Alexa had a match on Monday, but it wasn't really – it feels like she's just kind of there now. Spinning her um, wheels. Yeah. Uh, her and her and Asuka feel like they've been defined down to just being, you know, background characters almost. And that, that kind of sucks because they're both yeah. extremely talented women. Um, but face Alexa is pretty damn boring to be quite frank with you. Um, well, they're talking about how these characters that he had in the fun house actually becoming real wrestlers on the roster. Like there's a meme I saw this week of the white rabbit being Karen cross and Abby being Scarlet and mm-hmm. Mercy the buzzer being Dexter Loomis. And then, uh, um, Huskus being Braun as part of why it's oh. stable. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, like I said, we'll. I think all eyes are going to be on SmackDown on Friday. I mean, I'll probably watch Rampage, but I'll watch it on on demand later on. Um, that I know there's another, actually, quote unquote, surprise debut on Friday night's uh, Rampage, which uh, I can tell you it is uh, off air, but I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Um, but uh, but yeah, um. You know, it's it's going to be a big big weekend or a big Friday night um, on both both accounts. Um, yeah, sure. So, <clears throat> I I think too them. Uh, I think they're starting to correct the course with Liv Morgan. Mm-hmm. I, the fa- I mean, the fans fans are so fickle. I mean, they everybody pushed for her to become champion. Everybody wanted it, and then when she became the champion, it's like they started booing her and didn't want nothing to do with her. Or didn't yeah. think she was tough enough. I think now they're trying to put this. She requested an Extreme Rules match with Ronda Rousey. She had a great match against Shayna Baszler. I think Shayna really did her job in putting her over. Yeah. So, I think – Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. I was That first match with Ronda didn't do her any favors. No. Um, and I think, like you said, I think Shayna was the right opponent to write that ship. Um, and now we'll see how it pays off with this next match with Ronda. Um but you said if she's requesting an extreme rules match, it's, it's showing that she's not afraid. So, um, and then uh, obviously uh, Monday night gave us uh, Rollins and uh, and Matt Riddle are going to face each other in a fight pit match at Extreme Rules as well, which I, I'm really looking forward to. Um, yeah, I think I think those two are putting on a program that I didn't expect to be as good as it is. And, um, you know, I think keeping them separate for as long as they did, just having them have encounters, mm-hmm. like just brawls, really, really, really helped put some some great focus on them. The fight pit match has been done before it was done in NXT. Mm-hmm. I think Matt Riddle faced uh, Tommy Thatcher 
Thatcher yeah, Tim Thatcher. Yeah, Thatcher won in two of those matches. I can't remember who he faced the second time. I think it was Champa. Oh yeah, I think you're right. And then they t- tag teamed after that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. yeah it's uh, and then um, I did want to tell you uh, while we were on the air, I, I did finally get to watch the NXT match between um, Braun and um, Gunther, and uh, it was one of Braun's better matches, to be quite frank. Um, you know, I, I think he's not a bad worker at all, but. But those two had pretty good chemistry for both being really big guys. I, I didn't know how that was going to turn out. And uh, but they put on a pretty good show. I think his uh, best match to date since he's been champion has been with Tyler Bate. I think no, Tyler that Bate brought out, the best in, yeah. brought out the best in him. I think him and Devlin are going to put on a good one. I'll let him have it as well. Um, well, we I might could, get a triple threat if Ilya Dragunov gets thrown in there. Yeah, I was going to say, I could see Ilya getting added to it, to be honest. Because he but, never lost the title. He never lost the NXT yeah. UK title. And he could come out and say, hey, it's unified with the NXT title now. I never lost it. I should get my shot right. at trying no, to get absolutely. the title back. No, and I think that's what's going to happen, to be honest with you. Um, so, lots, like you said, I mean, in our own personal conversations, there's uh, a lot of exciting stuff going on, um, especially in WWE. Uh, but, but I feel like AEW is turning the right the right corner right now um, to, to get back to where they were at least. And then well, well, it's like, like me and you said, with the elite being out punk, it was their time now to let these other talents step up and say, Hey, what can yeah. you do to, to write this ship? Right. It's your time. We're throwing the ball in your court. What can you do with it? I think a lot of their talents are showing. This is what we can do with it. Yeah. No. And it's, um, you know, it's that, it's that, uh, football that uh you know football cliche is the next man up and you know they're they're showing you know the depth and the talent that they have on that roster um and and the fact that their ratings have actually gone up uh speaks to what they've been able to put out there these last three weeks yeah um we don't put a whole lot of worrying or thought about ratings but it does but it is a factor as we talked about um, it's it's a so, nice gauge to see whether you're on the right track or not. Right, exactly. I mean, like if you have a massive drop or a massive gain, or you know, it, it could be a one week aberration. But then you know, but it's you know, it's that old, you know, two weeks is a or two times is a coincidence, three times is a trend, or you know, one of those types of deals. <clears throat> so, um, all right. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to to cover, Jesse? Uh, no, not, not really. Um, okay. like, like you said, with the, with Alexa and Oscar being, I mean, they, they can't push everybody. I know right now they're really into pushing damage control. And I think that's going to lead to banks and Naomi at some point making their yeah. return. Uh, when yeah, that's going to be, okay. we, we have no idea, but it's, it's going to be a pretty, pretty massive return. You know, I think they'll go back to a classic Bailey Sasha Banks rivalry, which I would be more than happy to see again. Yeah, you know, that was a uh, that was great the first few times, um, and or the first, especially the when and when they broke up the uh, gold uh, golden role models or whatever, um, and then um, yeah, I saw Sasha and Naomi walk the runway for Fashion Week, I think, in New York, which uh, was kind of a it, it's a weird uh way to see them but 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 uh they were out doing that and just kind of keeping busy while they're 
you know, in a kind of a holding pattern right now. We don't know when they're coming back. So, yeah. Uh, but I, but I think at this point they are coming back. Um, I just, it's just a matter of when and how, and, and, you know, if they're just waiting for something to pay off. So, well, that was kind of all I had for this week. Um, okay. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really have anything else, Jesse. If you want to go ahead and, um, uh, send us out for the day uh then we can uh wrap it up and we'll come back next week with something else all righty all right everybody uh be smart be safe um things are looking good in, in wrestling right now i think you know i can speak for johnny and myself that we're you know with wwe up in their game and AEW starting up their game it's starting to be a great time in wrestling again i know that we when we started this podcast wrestling was on a downswing but it's great to see it back on an upswing again and and getting really people really interested in the product, it makes us more excited to be able to, to do this podcast because to have so much great stuff to talk about. So, yep, absolutely. All right. Well, we will see you all next week. All right. Have a good night, everybody. Good night.